before the monologue because it's not going to happen after. The Obi-Wan series has been slightly delayed, but Disney is hoping they can use the old Jedi mind trick to make you forget that they did that. It's not to, Tron will open on time. You'll be able to hug characters in the U.S. after Easter. Sorry, Nick, that's one more year you don't get to use your bunny costume. I apologize. Feel <laughs> bad. Feel bad. At 50th anniversary, Coke Bob. With Tom Corliss and Nicholas Cicero. Tonight, March Madness 2022 concludes with the greatest attraction scenes in Walt Disney World history and more. I'm Nicholas Cicero. Now, here's your host, Tom Corliss. have make uh, Nick have faces for like <laughs> the next 30 minutes. Sure. I do better than the monologue. Love it. And no one heard the first three jokes apparently. Anyway, what's that, Eric? No one heard anything? We don't know. We don't know if anyone heard the nah. beginning of the show. Oh, they were pretty good. I thought they were good jokes. No one's ever going to get to hear them now. It's only the people that came live got to I mean, them. Disney did something late and Nick's weird <laughs> joke and yeah. I mean, just par for the course. Yeah, that's fair. We only have four kinds of jokes we really do. on this show. <laughs> Let's get to the fourth kind. Hello, I'm Tom Corliss. We have removed all jokes about Bob Chapek's baldness for my own safety tonight. Don't need anyone coming up and attacking me. No, no, I hope no one was given any ideas by the Oscars. You can't, you can't, cross, you can't cross the rug line. Okay. Can't cross the well-appointed rugs. <coughs> it's an invisible barrier there. You'll be tackled by our security oh, team. You can't see them. They're behind that wall. They're waiting. <laughs> waiting. What did you say to Allison? <laughs> Allison will tackle you to the ground. She might be the one slapping Allison's up running <laughs> around. <laughs> wow. Wow. I, I really got It's scared. not so much fun when it happens to you, is it? No. <laughs> see what you do to people? You run out oh. to them. Please, someone she tells, oh my God, wow. oh my God. Please hit the like button, subscribe, and if you're really enjoying this nonsense, you can leave a super chat. Your donations will be used to bail out Pete. <laughs> I know he's not here, I can only assume. Hmm. I don't know. He is here, you'll see. You'll see, you'll see later. Uh, how's your week going? Pretty good. Pretty you had to think about it for a second. He's like, well, hmm. yeah, I mean, a lot going on. It was a, it was a what busy week. What week is that? <laughs> yeah, it was a busy one. Good one. Yeah, you've been busy? Yeah, well, I've been, I've been touring uh, Florida, going to spring training games, watching oh, have Red you? Sox. Yeah. How many spring training games you go to? I've been to three already this season. Oh, wow. Going to one this, right. this weekend, too. Yeah, got okay. the, it's a shorter spring training. Got to pack them all in. Yeah. 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 So doing they good. held out for money, like most of the staff of this show, yeah. <laughs> now, now there's some, there are some groans from the staff. That was bad. I'm going to move on. And now the news. News. Brought to you by the WWNT Interglobe Society. Bob Chapek, or as he's known inside the Disney company, Business Putin, <laughs> is not, he's not doing well at his job right now. I've heard the latest hit piece on Bob C. It's from The Hollywood Reporter. If you want to understand how Chapek is perceived within the organization these days, quote, a cartoon hanging in the production offices of The Simpsons uh, has Chapek in the in-memoriam section of the Oscars show. That was a real thing. If you think that's bad, you should see what's hanging in my cubicle. Nah. It's not, he's not going to like it. It's not, it's not good. It's like a voodoo doll. 
<laughs> Poked it with Disney pins. I don't have anything else sharp in my desk. With just 11 months left on his contract, the article speculates that Chapek may not survive within the company beyond that point. Yeah. Oh, man, he's not even going to get to see Tron open. Yeah. Sad. <laughs> he, was, he just got the job when that was announced. It was like his whole, his whole career in the company. Florida legislature, he just put Bambi in the Disney vault and they announced Tron. <laughs> we're still waiting. Florida legislatures, Florida legislators, excuse me, are talking about repealing the Reedy Creek Improvement Act. Not because of the parental rights bill, but because Reedy Creek operates the parking garages at Disney Springs and DeSantis was trying to park there. And the board said there was a spot in the first row, but there was a motorcycle in it. And now the light didn't change. He's real mad about I'm it. He's like, anybody, yeah. I'm going to get rid of this Reedy Creek thing. <laughs> I don't like this. I don't know. If they get rid of Reedy Creek, though, who's going to feed the alligators? Hmm. I don't know. No one remembers that? All right, fine. No, <laughs> no one remembers that. like, oh, yeah, I remember. I remember that now. Also, if you think Reedy Creek takes a long time to approve permits, wait until you see the actual government. <laughs> Tron, Tron, Tron 4 will be out before the attraction at that point. Uh, DeSantis is actually, he's very mad at Disney, saying he's going to cut off their special privileges. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Disney will no longer be sent complimentary magic bands, and they will be charged to park. <laughs> so, and they're going to, by the way, you need to find a ride from the airport. Can't, not going to offer, not going to offer that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All of this really, though, the, the, the truth is this is all because DeSantis didn't like Disney's latest attraction, uh, the COVID theater. He uh, really, uh, really didn't like that show. <laughs> it was, they had singing masks and yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, animatronic that. shows. Real cute. Yeah. Walt, Disney World. Walt Disney World is now claiming that, quote, on average, guests can enter two to three experiences per day using Lightning Lane if the first selection is made early in the day. Yeah, only two to three. But hey, it's all of Epcot. So, so it's not big. You get the whole park done for $15. It's great. We got our first look inside the Galaxarium at Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, or as fans are calling it, Space 420. <laughs> yeah, in fact, most of the room is painting. It's painted one of Imagineering's signature colors, don't say gray. <laughs> you know? Uh, we should just stop there, just end the show. We're not gonna do better than that. We haven't gotten a worse joke yet, I should just stop. No, we'll go on. One of them's always the worst, yeah. But he, he didn't play it yet, so. Disney previewed the menu for the upcoming Connections Eatery. At Epcot, the menu includes pizza, waffles, milkshakes, and burgers. And Imagineer Zach Ridley did a whole Instagram post about the ground beef. <laughs> so he really loves things that are on the floor. <laughs> he had beef samples. It was amazing. <laughs> the menu features a French bistro burger, a Southwestern burger, an American classic burger, a banh mi burger, a hand-breaded chicken sandwich, and a Mediterranean burger. Yeah. You know, I knew the cafe side was Starbucks. I didn't know the eatery side was a Carl's Jr. I was, un I was unaware of that. Yeah. What an improvement over Electric Umbrella, which had burgers and pizza. <laughs> Man, what a big changes for Glad Epcot. we got that upgrade. Really, yeah, yeah, really changed things. But all on one floor now. Right. Yeah, yeah. the bad hamburgers are all right if you're elevated. If you're high enough up true. to where you it's lose true. a little of that oxygen to the brain, then you're like, you know, this flatbread's not bad. It's okay. 
Albeit altered, the Hoopty Doo musical review is returning to Fort Wilderness. Nick, you excited? Oh, super excited. Yeah. Don't get too excited, yes. though, because it's going to be a taste of Hoopty Doo, Six Glasses of Sangria and Beyond is the new name, <laughs> the new name of it. In the new show, anyone who uses the washboard will be handed an application to work in housekeeping. Oh. <laughs> I really need people. So that's right, you're going to be strumming on the washboard. They just slip like some blankets in there from the rooms. Like, how did that get in there? I don't know. It's clean now. <laughs> it's one more room we can turn over today. Disney's All-Star Sports Resort reopened today, meaning all hotels at Walt Disney World are once again open, even the 192 ones. <laughs> You want to play it now? Yeah. Ah, there we go. Nice. I knew. I knew that was the one that was going to get it. Strange enough, despite being closed for over two years, Disney decided to not finish the remodeling of the rooms, leaving sports the only value hotel to not be updated. It's the only one not updated. In response, the hotel will now be called Disney Junior Varsity Resort. <laughs> no. Nick, Nick has already booked his stay. <laughs> oh, man. Not spending money has just become so much of the Disney corporate DNA at this point. And if you want to see more DNA in your hotel room, just turn on a blacklight. Wow. <laughs> yes. In this week's episode of Who's Talking to Chris Wallace on CNN Plus, Wallace spoke to former Disney CEO Bob Iger. Iger said that he regretted not raising the minimum wage of cast members sooner. Uh, but then he looked at his vault of money and said, eh. <laughs> worked out all right it's fine a new little golden book titled santa stops at disneyland mm -hmm. is now available for pre-order on amazon it costs 5.99 but it's only one page long since santa didn't know about the park pass reservation system <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't get in he could not get in that's the news. Who brings us the news? This program is brought to you by Wigs, the WDWNT Interglobe Society. Support WDWNT to get early and exclusive access to content you can't find anywhere else, including exclusive post shows for WDW News Tonight and Park Center, exclusive programs including our retro riffing show, Ride Rehab Watches, bonus episodes of Club 22, and a monthly Zoom with Tom access to our Discord community, and much more, starting at just $2 a month. For more information, visit patreon.com slash WDWNT or visit WDWNT.com and click the Patreon link. Join Wigs and unlock even more WDWNT. Thank you, disembodied voice. How many Wigs members do we have here tonight? We have Wigs members here. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it, all two of you. Uh, we, have a, we have a great show tonight. Tonight we are going to end March Madness. We are going to decide the greatest attraction scene in the history of Walt Disney World. All that and more coming your way. Stick around for more tonight. We'll be right back. The Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser is fully booked for the next several months, but you can still enjoy Orlando's second best two-night, three-day story resort experience with the WDW News Tonight expensive and immersive fake cruise. The experience begins when you park at WDWNT Celebration. You'll then be loaded into Nick's windowless box truck, driven around the building, and dropped off at the back of the same building. 
To not break any immersion, Nick will blindfold you as he walks you into the studio. I mean resort. Then our friendly and courteous team will whisk you to your private luxurious quarters. Each cabin comes with a sleeping area, entertainment center, comlink, and a window to the outside. Use your comlink to have a discussion with innovative interactive droid helper Russ the Robot anytime you'd like. Dine on a fine buffet before the show, just like the WDW News Tonight staff does. When it's showtime, get back into the box truck for a ride back to the front of the building so you can have the same experience as the people who paid 10 to $0 to be at the show. After enjoying WDW News Tonight, it's back into the box truck to be taken back to the totally real cruise ship. Back on board, experience story moments with characters sort of like the ones you know from the show and become a part of the action with bingo and dance lessons from Pete Carney. Stop at the Liquid Magic Lobby Bar for a cocktail that is mostly on the floor, but some is in your cup. And of course, enjoy a fantastic dinner show with the only performer who agreed to return, Piano Rob. All this and more is waiting for you tonight at the WDW News Tonight expensive and immersive fake cruise. Book now. This decade, get ready for a brand new universe of adventure as Disney Pictures proudly presents the SEACU, the Society of Explorers and Adventurers Cinematic Universe, a new series of films centered around the fictional society across multiple Disney parks. First, find out the origins of Figment in his first film, Figment. Then, join Dreamfinder and Figment on a new adventure in... Dreamfinder and Figment before their third film, Journey into Imagination with Dreamfinder and Figment. Next, discover the mysteries of Mystic Manor in Mystic Manor. And then Albert opens up a box of tricks in Mystic Manor 2. Now museum, now you don't. Then the first of the Disney Springs series. Watch Meriwether Pleasure build his empire in Disney Springs Pleasure Island. Then, march along with the adventurers in Disney Springs, the Adventurers Club, until that project ends up being canceled for Disney Springs, the Edison. And that's just the beginning. With over 40 films planned, we promise that none of these movies will be repetitive, and we definitely won't make spin-off television series from any characters that we kill off. Also, nobody is gay. Disney's Society of Explorers and Adventures Cinematic Universe coming in 2022 and 2023 and another in 2023 and 2024 and two or three every year until you die.
Thank you, and welcome back to another final episode of WWNT March Madness. Uh, I'm your host, Eric Morton. Along with me, of course, is uh, Pete Carney. Uh, it's definitely Pete Carney. It is not a fake skeleton while Pete is running some stupid run Disney event that happened to be held at nighttime. Isn't that right, Pete? <laughs> uh, we got White Claw. I prove it's Pete, right? I uh, know this is what happens when... Uh, when you make Pete wear sunscreen and stop drinking. <laughs> this is what we get. We have a number of exciting matchups for you tonight. Uh, the first one, uh, Pete, do you want to kick this off with the first matchup? Unbelievable that Anubis, a number eight seed, came out this far uh, versus the Burning Town, an iconic scene here at Walt Disney World. Uh, again, do you want to see someone die, or do you want to see him slowly burn? I don't know, Eric. What do you think? It turns out that dying and slowly burning are the same thing, Pete. I think you've been hitting that white claw a little too hard. This is going to be a really tough matchup. I can see this one going either way. Uh, there is a very strong, great movie ride and Journey to Imagination bias built into this company. It's part of our DNA. Uh, we'll see what happens, though. That burning town is, is something else. Uh, what, what do we have next? You know, last week, the ballroom scene versus the jail scene, uh, both of these were heated, heated debates. But again, people love their ballroom scene, uh, but also they love watching people locked up. Eric, what did you think about this matchup? Look, a classic matchup. Like we talked about, the dead grandma against a dog that doesn't want to eat a human femur. I can see this one going either way. What about after that? Who would have seen it? Coming, a spaceship Earth battle. The burning of Rome versus the Renaissance scene. Eric, are we talking about flames? Are we talking about culture? Fill me in. I think the sad part here is that one of these has to win and some of the other ones above it have to lose. That's a little bit uh, disappointing. We'll see what our panel has to say. And, and what else you got, Pete? Ah, uh, yes. The Yeti at its greatest. Imagineering doing everything in its power to blow the world away versus current day Imagineering with the flight of passage finale. Eric, I don't know, what do you think? One of these you need a strobe effect now to see, the other you need 3D glasses. Uh, we don't know what's gonna happen. I guess we will go down onto the rotunda and go to our illustrious panel uh, down there, uh, about 30,000 feet below us right now. Uh, let's, let's take it to the field. I think we're 20,000 leagues below you, Eric. Thank you. Pete looks good. That's the best they've ever seen him. All right. He's training for a race. He's training for a race, that's why. <laughs> Pete, if he didn't drink for one day, that's what happens. All right, uh, I have my illustrious panel here. Rob, Desi, Allison, Nick, Hello. Colleen, and Jill are all back again. Uh, and we're going to finish this thing tonight. So let's begin. Let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it. Uh, this is the uh, swell, the swell 16 round. What's our first matchup? We have uh, the Anubis scene of the great movie ride up against the burning town from Pirates of the Caribbean. Rob, why don't you start us off? Ooh, all right. Both of these are great. Um, the burning town, we all know it's classic. I'm going with Anubis. I love that it's a full scene. I love that you have, you know, the gangster on there that probably looked at a kid in the front row and said, what are you looking at at one point? Get greedy, climb the stairs. We have, we, he dies and you get your tour guide back. 
She spoiler get, alert. I know. Die. Spoiler alert. You're not going to get to see it anyway. You get your tour guide back. Watch they, it come, they come back in and they say the popular line, which we, which if you don't remember, you're going to remember when I say it. Uh, and goes to show you anything can happen in the movies. So we're get, that's a complete scene. Anubis for this one for me. I see dead people. <laughs> Desi. Uh, I am also going to go with Anubis for this one. Wow. It is my favorite scene from the great movie ride. Um, I like that it's original, unlike maybe another scene on here from The Great Movie Ride. Wow. Uh, it's completely original, fully Disney, and you have the interaction with the cast member. Yeah. Disney hasn't bought this one yet, so. <laughs> she loves Star, I love that. This lady fought for every Star Wars scene, but she's like, oh, the original, I love the original Disney thing. <laughs> Walt Disney's Star Wars. <laughs> Allison, go ahead. I, I mean, I, I love, I, I love and appreciate anything that has a live actor, but I think the Burning Town is going is what I'm going to be going with. I think that it's just a, it's just so much grander. I think it encompasses all of Pirates of the Caribbean in one scene. So I'm going with Burning Town. Okay, Nick. Yeah, uh, Anubis had a great run so far um but uh, it's time it gets knocked out burning town from pirates of the caribbean is just a a, a a more impressive overall show scene i love the the cast member direction in the anubis scene it's a great room but it's time to go it's time to get the burning town from pirates in there colleen i think i'll also go with the burning town Nick said. Jill. I'm excited that I don't have to argue too hard for this because my vote will uh, make the Burning Town win, which wow. I think is the wow. better scene. It's so immersive mm. and theatrical. It still to this day feels like you are in that Burning Town. The use of forced perspective and effects is so amazing. Burning Town all the way. I was going to go with the Burning Town anyway. I, I mean, I love great movie ride, but let's be honest, the Anubis scene is not the most well-staged scene. There were seats in the car where it was kind of hard to see what was going on from. And as opposed to Pirates, where I think everybody gets a good show, like the Anubis scene is great, but the Burning Town, especially like our Pirates is subpar. Florida Pirates is pretty rough. It's one of the few scenes that's not doctored or shortened or ruined in some way compared to all the other ones. It's as grand here as it is anywhere else. I, I, Burning Town. All right. The Burning Town's moving on. Five to two. Wow. All right. Don't worry. We get to talk about more pirates next. It's <laughs> great. Uh, next up, we have the ballroom from the Haunted Mansion against the jail scene from Pirates of the Caribbean. Colleen, you've never started us off. Why don't you start us off? Okay. I mean, these are both great scenes. Everyone knows that. I think... At least for me, this is the hardest one for this round because these are both such great, iconic scenes. But I'm going to go with the ballroom. Um, there's more going on in that scene. There's more to look at. Um, as cool as that dog with the keys is, I'm a sucker for an old theatrical illusion. So I'm going to say the ballroom scene. It is one of my favorite things in the parks. I love to ride mansion and I gaze adoringly at this every time. Jill. I agree, ballroom scene all the way. This is like so 
classic Walt Disney Imagineering. You've got so many great effects. You've got so much going on. You can see different things every time you ride this to this day. I love the dog. I love that scene. It's adorable. But to me, this is so much more encompassing of what a classic Disney show scene is. Okay. Nick? Uh, I'm going to go with quality over quantity here and go with the, the, the jail scene. I mean, it's smaller. There's a lot going on in the ballroom scene. I get it. But I think the gag involved with the jail scene, oh no. What is happening? What is this? The scroll said Jill Diffendahl is me. Oh, it did say, yeah. You know it's true because it's in the wow. news. <laughs> It doesn't say Sorry, that Miss Allison is no, mean. No, it's though. okay. What did you say? <laughs> it does not say that Miss Allison is mean. Because uh, well. that's that wouldn't be true. So I don't know. You promised us ice news. cream and you didn't go get ice cream. So. Listen, listen. It's uh, it's on its way. It's Wait its way. for your turn. You're so rude. Oh my God. Oh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, no, I mean I, you already know the jail scene. <laughs> Why are you like? <laughs> <laughs> I also just want to say I think the jail scene is more impactful story-wise and emotional, like you're wondering like, oh, oh are they gonna get out? What's going on here? Why are they in there? What's the, you know, that mean dog. It's like Allison <laughs> incarnate. Uh, no. You know, it, it's, it's fantastic, jail scene. Uh, Lucas gets locked out. Yeah. You can't get in. Uh, I, to quote Lauren, I would die for this dog. And so <laughs> I'm voting for the jail cell. This is one wow. of the greatest gags in the wow. history of, of themed entertainment. This yeah. gag is so perfect. Everyone, they, they, the dog has acquired the keys and everyone needs to find a way to get this dog to bring the keys to them. It's amazing, it's <laughs> wonderful, I love it. Rob. Okay, so I went to Magic Kingdom yesterday, not at all for fun, but because I take this bracket very, very seriously. And uh, we got stopped in front of the jail scene for 33 seconds because I recorded for that long, so I knew. And it's great. We know what's going on in the scene. We don't know if they get out. I like it. But the ballroom scene, I think, should be the scene that's probably the representative for this entire side of the bracket. There's so much going on in there. You have the grandma blowing out the candles. You have the pictures shooting each other. And most importantly, it's the only scene with a piano player in it. You have the organist oh. at the end. So wow. ballroom scene for me. Desi. Yeah, I could see the ballroom scene going all the way here. It is such an, an impressive scene that stands the test of time. I love the dog scene, but there's just so much going on with that ballroom and the rewritability. I, I'm going to have to go with the ballroom. Well, that score, score is wrong. wrong. Yeah, it's four. It's four yeah. to two ballroom. So ballroom one. But Allison, now it's your turn. You can go on. Aww. They they, they changed. Yeah. Still wrong. It's still wrong. That's Wronger. okay. Yeah, it's the wrong side. Yeah, it's fine. Um, there, there we go. There we go. Uh, I, I I was going to to say the ballroom as well. I think that the uh, the I think that the the jail scene that it it portrays this story with just a little just like a little bit there. It's not a large scene. It's very small, but it tells you such a, a story and you know exactly what's going on with these characters. But I think that with the ballroom scene, there are so many characters that also tell the story of how they died and how they live their life and so much going on 
that you can kind of imagine the stories of all of these ghosts and, and what they were like all in one scene. I think it's very impressive, and it yeah. definitely has a lot of rewatchability or rewritability, if you will. Well, with that, Pirates of the Caribbean is out of the tournament in total. Wow. Very quickly knocked out tonight. All right, on to the next no, magic. Burning Town. Oh, still this one. oh sorry. Whoops. Yeah. No, we got him. Yeah, no, Pirates still It, it should have been out of the tournament. It should have been out of the tournament. <laughs> wow, I, don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, boy. What's the next one? We can't keep scoring. <laughs> uh, Burning Rome against the Renaissance, both from Spaceship oh. Earth. Allison, you made a noise. You know the rules. <laughs> you have to go first. Now. All right. Uh, I have to go with the Renaissance scene. It's one of my favorite scenes in any attraction in the parks. I love it. It's so reminiscent of original... Um, like it, like quintessential Epcot. I love it so much. I, I get so excited to see it every time I go on Spaceship Earth. It's my favorite scene. I'm voting for the Renaissance. Desi? Uh, we already have something burning moving on here. Um, and despite the Renaissance not being fully historically accurate, I'm still going to go with the Renaissance. <laughs> wow. What is your historical inaccuracy you're mad about? Him laying on his back? Yes. Okay. Work smarter, not harder. Rob? Uh, the, the Renaissance is the best scene in Spaceship Earth. Wow. Um, I, I love the scene. I love the hidden Mickey with the glue. I, I always look for it when I go in. The, the, the paintings, the statue. Um, it's, it's a better scene. I, I appreciate Rome for what it is, but if we're going to pick one of the two, Renaissance. Jill? I agree. The Renaissance is absolutely wow, that's, that's the best it. scene. I, Burning Rome is great, but you've got John there from Carousel Pro Progress. It's his same face. That, that guy in the corner right there, you can see him. That's John's face. It's the same mold as John from Carousel of Progress. Uh, love this scene. Getting so, so excited. As soon as I see the monks falling asleep, I, I know this I love this scene. This it has unoriginal animatronics. I love this scene. It's like that nod to, to Carousel of Progress it's from, like, like, even pre-Disney like World the park Disney. was out of money, and they're like, well, we could just, just put a mustache. Oh, it's I love fun. that. I think that's one of the fun hidden things about yeah. this ride that makes it, like, extra special for Disney fans. I like the historical inaccuracy. <laughs> Don't we all. Don't that's we all. my favorite. Yep, Renaissance all the way. Colleen. I like Burning Rome. Um... I feel like you, you learned something more interesting there. The Renaissance is like, they made art, and it was awesome. Um, and Burning Rome talks about roads and how you know Rome was able to conquer the world in that way. And the then first World Wide Web. The first World Wide Web. Please. And then Rome fell, and the Library of Alexandria was burned. <clears throat> and I just like it better. Nick? Uh, definitely the Renaissance. There, there's wow. nothing like going through that and that, that scent of all that paint and, and sculpting. <laughs> uh, going through that, there, all the scents. You know the there's sense. no smell in that scene, right? <laughs> oh, there's that. literally. Okay. Nick's uh, just huffing on the rack. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe everyone picked the Renaissance over Rome. That Rome it smell. Wasn't even, it was easy. I can't believe this. Well, I would have picked Burning Rome. I don't why? What? Why? I'm curious. Because the smell. <laughs> <laughs> No. That's what people remember. They're like, oh, it smells like it's burning. That's such a great detail. There's so few smell details on rides, right? Bugs? Like they added in recent tough years to, to pirates. Soaring it's true tough on Tough to Be a Bug. We already eliminated it's Tough to Be a Bug. No one wanted to go with me on that one. I would have had that here too. Soaring was smells. eliminated in the first round. The skunk scene from the, Imagination, yeah. all of them. I, yeah. No, you had to ride by its smells. <laughs> All right, fine. So Renaissance. All right, next matchup. Let's let's move on. 
the Yeti when it worked from Expedition Everest against the finale of Flight of Passage. Oh boy, who looks the most unsure about this? I don't know, Jill. I am not unsure about this. Oh, so okay. I, like Rob, I did some research over the last week and I rewrote Flight of Passage the other day with my good friend Jake. And here's what I realized about the finale. Everything you experience in the finale, you've already experienced at some other point in the ride, really. Like there's nothing kind of unique to the finale. If you had told me that we were voting like the ocean scene, I might have had a harder time. But to me, like you've already done the dive, you like there's nothing super unique about this. You go upside down. It's it's you don't feel like you're going upside down. Uh, it's screen based. It's Again, I, I know not everyone feels like the 3D is accessible to them. That's a problem for me sometimes in the enjoyment of this ride. Versus the Yeti, you had, I understand he broke, but he broke because they tried to do something really unique and amazing. They put practically a jet engine in that dude. Like, no. they, that was aspirated. Jet that engine was, in that dude. That was, that was Disney <laughs> Imagineering. It is a girl, thank you, Eric. In that girl. Betty the Yeti. Uh, that was like aspirations of Disney Imagineering at its height, and he was so amazing. I, I gotta say, she. Yeti. She, she, sorry. Colleen. I uh, also picked the Yeti because on animatronic over a screen. Yeah. Nick. Uh, it, it's it's hard, hard to vote for a screen over, over the Yeti. I, I, I will say that, like, I totally agree with Jill, and I think that's kind of the same argument I made in a previous round, that that isn't even the most emotional or best part of that film, and it's really hard to, to keep voting it along as much as I'd like something from Flight of Passage of either. It's not that scene. Uh, the cave scene is the more emotional scene in that, in that ride. Um, so definitely the Eddie. I like both of these a lot. I really like both these a lot. But I think about that finale scene and, and I think it's more emotional. I think I, there are so few attractions where they end and people in the seats just go, aw, like, oh, it's over. And I think, I don't know, I think that moment where the Banshee lands on that perch and you have this like moment where you, you stop and all the, you see all the wildlife and the ocean on land everywhere in this beautiful vista and then everything fades to black. I have to go with the finale. I like the finale a lot. I think it's, it's, I think it's the best scene on the ride. Allison? Yeah, I think I definitely agree with you with Flight of, with the Flight of Passage. You do, you do hear people say, aw, you know, when it's over, and you no. don't get that with, with too many things. Yeah, that I know, Runaway Railway, mind. they all like high five. At the end. <laughs> <laughs> they run. Over, yeah. They run. You hear the just the... Who's the, that bird? I don't know. Yeah. Just hear the pounding of feet running out. Um, I, but with that being said, I am going to go with the Yeti as well. Uh, it was <laughs> just. Right. Uh, it was, uh, well, that's the Yeti. Uh, it's the Yeti. Uh, Yeti or not, here it goes. Wow. I am shocked that we spent five weeks going over what was the best attraction in Disney World history and Flight of Passage 1 due in big part to this scene, and I can't believe it's not making it further than this. I think the rest of Everest is so bad that we missed the good part. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my vote's going to Flight Passage, even though I know 
it doesn't really matter at this point. Rob, I'm I'm going Yeti. I don't. Uh, I'm not. I'm. I agree. I'm not picking something on a screen. I I think it takes away that. Yeti, when it was swinging its arm at you, was sheer terror. You would go on that over and over again, and it was over in an instant, so you would want to ride it over and over again. Um, I'm picking that, Yeti. Sorry, Flight of Pass. All right, Yeti's moving on. All right, next matchup. The Wizard of Oz scene. Whoa. That's not what I have on my sheet. It says all the swell 16. Yeah, no, you got it. I... Go back, go back to Eric. Shut please. up, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> go back to Eric. Sorry. Sorry, it's a little weird uh, managing this with uh, a skeleton next to me. But uh, those were some amazing matchups. First, we had uh, the Burning Town moved on over uh, Anubis. You know, people were, we, these both involve a lot of death, right? There's a bunch of innocent villagers being uh, burned alive, which apparently is preferable to like a CP being burned uh, or whatever happens to them on top of the pyramid. Uh, that moves on, so we're happy there. Um, after that, uh, we had the ballroom. Uh, ballroom knocked out my favorite, the dog. Jill will tell you I spent a half hour explaining the depth of the character of this dog, the dilemma this dog faces in front of you, how the entire story is laid out for all the people, all the guests as they watch, where they have to you know, walk this journey along with the dog. It, that story takes place right in front of them. Uh, it's sad to see the dog go. The, the ballroom scene, Rob said it's the only piano. There's literally another piano on that ride, right? Isn't there like a big shadow of a ding, ding, ding? Oh, maybe, maybe not in a bracket, I don't know. Piano, piano, schmiano. So uh, that moves on. Uh, then we have the, uh, the Yeti versus, well, I'm sorry, after that was the uh, Rome versus the Renaissance. Um, again, uh, Desi went with historical accuracy. Uh, big props given for a, a thank you very much, uh, a face mold being identical to another one, which is somehow celebrated as an achievement now. Uh, but at any rate, the Renaissance moves on over burning Rome. The, the smell, it's not the only smell uh, that you'll see at Disney World. Uh, we talk a lot about the smell at the Tony's bathroom, for instance. Another one of those notable things. But it is not moving on. It is going to be the Renaissance. And then lastly, Yeti, maybe Imagineering's greatest failure, celebrated by our panel uh, because they put a jet engine in that girl, as Jill said. So uh, that's great. Now, we have another set of matchups here. Pete, what do you think uh, about the next set that's coming up? You'll have to forgive, forgive Pete. He's been drinking a little. Um, you know, here uh, with the Wizard of Oz versus the stretching room, you have a yellow brick road that lasts forever, and we don't know how far we'll be stretched. Uh, based on the last arguments, Eric, what do you think right now? Well, I don't I mean, I think a lot of people are wowed by that Wizard of Oz animatronic being from Kansas. Of course, I'm biased against any Wizard of Oz stuff because that's all you hear when you're from Can when someone finds out you're from Kansas. Stretching room. Somewhere more interesting. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, be from somewhere more interesting, like the Bronx. And then uh, the, stre the stretching room, obviously a favorite of a lot of people. That one's going to be interesting. 
I think one problem that we've noticed before, Pete, is that the stretching room gets hate because it is so well known that people quote it as if that's a bad thing. Like, because people are annoying when they quote it, it means the attraction is somehow flawed. Uh, then we have the fifth dimension against the Muppet Vision 3D pre-show. Uh, again, I don't know. There are people that actually believe that pre-show is the best part of Muppet Vision 3D. There are people that believe that Fifth Dimension is the best part of Tower of Terror. So we'll just see what happens there. What do you think? Oh, boy. We're talking screens on screens. Uh, childhood versus adulthood. This will be epic. We have a Muppet pre-show that everyone loves and appreciates. And it's the little things, as the, as the panel mentioned, that really digs in and uh, you know makes you laugh and, and makes you nostalgic versus that fifth dimension Tower of Terror and all the work and time they put into it. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Uh, what do you think here? Well, like I said, I, it, it could go either way. Uh, next, we obviously have uh, another big matchup. I'm curious because I know, I know one this of these is, is tough. Your Both of these take a turn and then your eyes. Your mind and body are baffled. You take a turn, you see the savannah, you go, what is happening here? You take a turn on Peter Pan into London, you go, what is happening here? So Eric, I ask you, what is happening here? I always just quote our good friend Maui and say, I see what's happening here. And it's gonna be a Savannah, which who would have thought there'd be a Savannah on the uh, safari ride? I guess flying over London. Uh, this is our biggest underdog it left in the bracket. This is analog. This is creativity uh, from the olden days passed down from the masters. It's gonna be big. And then what do you think about that last matchup, Pete? You know, the last two here in this bracket were blowouts. Horizon Figments, one on a 7070. I have no commentary. I literally can't feel my face. Eric, take this one away. I am positive you also cannot feel your face. Flight into Imagination is, uh, has been discussed with some people as the overwhelming favorite to go all the way. The Art Deco future uh, for many of us of a certain age uh, that made one of the highlights of Horizons. This, this, this again could go, it couldn't go either way because I know how biased our panel is. But we will find out when we go up back under the rotunda down to the panel. Somehow, even when Pete is pre-recorded, he interrupts people. I don't, I don't understand. All right, next matchup. Let's go. Wizard of Oz against the stretching room. Here we go. Rob, start us off. Uh, Wizard of Oz. You have one of the best animatronics way ahead of its time in the, uh, in the Wicked Witch. Um, the interaction with the cast members, great. All the little details of Munchkinland. That scene is recreated so perfectly to the movie. It's, it's, it's just something to see. Nothing against the stretching room, also a, a beautiful scene, but this, this is staged. It's such a perfect replica. You feel like you're there. It's a wonder, um, Wizard of Oz. Desi. I would like to remind Rob that when he voted against the Snow White Cottage scene, he said it's because he could just watch the movie and it was a recreation of it. I well, feel because just like your TV, it's behind glass. <laughs> <laughs> Rob was told nothing he said in the past would be held against him. <laughs> and Jill voted against Star Wars because it's not Disney. So therefore, based on 
prior decisions and what we are voting on. (laughs) Oh, it's this is March Madness. This is what happens. What deserves to win tonight won't because everyone will just spite each other. (laughs) (laughs) That's how Cosmic Rays won best quick That's how a a Matterhorn clone won best non-built attraction. Uh, So, uh, stretching room. Stretching room. All right, Allison. Um, what what is your spite vote? My <laughs> spite vote. It was all, it's already gone because of the carousel of progress when it got knocked out. That's, That's right. that was already my, my vote. Yeah. My spite vote. Um, I didn't think it deserved to go further anyway. But um, that being said, so I think that the Wizard of Oz is uh, one of the best scenes from one of the best attractions, and it's based on one of the best movies of all time. Um, I I do hate to see the stretching room go because I think it is just so darn excellent, but I think that The Wizard of Oz uh, does have the upper hand, so I'm voting for that. Jill. I am going to vote Wizard of Oz because I do think it's a great scene, a great, it's, it is a recreation of the movie. I completely agree. You could see this scene in the movie but the immersiveness of the environment is great. I think that that Wicked Witch animatronic is what puts it over for me more than anything else. I love the stretching room. It's one of my favorite parts. I am one of those people that recites the lines and pisses everybody else off. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just too enjoyable. But I, The Wizard of Oz is a great and beautiful scene, and it's a testament to the world building that Disney Imagineers can do. Colleen. The Wizard of Oz. That's Wizard of Oz moving on. Nick? Well, I, you know, I, I want to vote objectively. I, I like the stretching room better, but I, I mean, I think the, the Wizard of Oz scene is just objectively a better show scene and for everything. Everybody says it's magnificent. I'm thinking Oz as well. I'll go on my rant when it needs it. (laughs) All right. Look at that, 35 seconds to spare. Let's move on to the next one. The pre-show of Muppet Vision 3D against the fifth dimension of the Tower of Terror. Nick, why don't you start us off? You like both of these. Muppet Vision, this is not even close. Wow, all right. It's not even close. I I do not. Didn't you just like vote for the Yeti over Flight of Passage because of screens? Yeah, I, contra- I told you I contradict myself multiple times in the same That's round fair. in this thing. Because you can't, you got to fight for different things at, at different points. It depends on what that, the attraction is going need up to spite is who it's <laughs> I, I, I don't understand why the fifth dimension is here. Just, what? You just, no, don't. It's not. Uh, look, you know this. You know this. You've known me for how long now? I don't get the obsession with the Tower of Terror. I don't get it. That it's 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 a dark room that you go through as you get to the to, to the elevator. The, this Muppet scene is a is a masterpiece, and it, it and the this the 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 setting that you watch it in is just such an enjoyable room. Not even close. Not even. Colleen. The fifth dimension. I mean, that's amazing. You leave the elevator oh, shaft. <laughs> and Nick, is, Nick is being so mean. Creepy. I always found that part way creepier than like the dropping of the ride. I don't want to ride it because the. Is it creepier were though than the man who paints a scene of fish in the Muppet Vision pre-show? <laughs> that's the who is that guy? We don't know. He just paints a fish scene. So I, the, I think 
you know, the fifth dimension really adds to the ride, whereas if you miss the pre-show of the Muppets, you're still going to go understand the show. Okay. It's still great, but... Gee, I can't understand this drop tower without moving forward through The story part of it. I know. Wow. It's okay. Jill. This breaks my heart because one of my, like, I have really good memories of riding the Tower of Terror with you, Nick, and now you're, like, trashing it. Oh, yeah. That's the first time anyone's ever had good memories of being with Nick in the dark. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. No, I, I, fifth dimension all the way because... Like, that's what separates, that's what makes this tower so amazing. Like, it's one of many things. But you have that scene, it, it brings you back into the pre-show, it pulls the story all the way back together. It's what makes it better than the Disneyland version because you don't have that. Well, they don't have it at all, but yeah. Right, exactly. They, it's, it, it's what makes this tower so well, I amazing. I they don't have Tower of Terror as well. Oh, well, when they have a tower. Semantics. Fifth dimension. I'll stop talking. Rob. All right. The, the reason the Muppet pre-show is different with the screens than the other things is because of the room. I will, I will give you that. It is some of the best of the Muppets in that, in that Muppet pre-show. But whether it's your first time on Tower or your hundredth time on Tower, that is the best part of the ride because of the anticipation of rolling forward in this dark room, seeing just the, the weird little figures and, and the E equals MC square and whatever else on the side. The anticipation that that moment gives you, you start, you start shaking. I don't care how many times you've been on it. That is, uh, is a little bit op- opposite of Monsters, Inc. here. The scare energy there is way more than the laugh energy that the Muppet pre-show gives you. It is the fifth dimension Tower of Terror. Desi. I think that the Muppet pre-show is so charming and all it's not just the pre-show itself. It's that whole room and everything around it and all of the props. I feel like every time I go in there, I see something different. It has that it's it's not a ride, I can't call it rewriteability, but re walkthrough ability. Um, versus the Tower of Terror, the first time you move forward, you're like, oh, wow, that's crazy. But it's, it's not shocking every time after that. So I got to go with the Muppets. Allison? Um, so I am also going to go with the Muppets pre-show. Wow. I think that... <laughs> that is all tied up. I'm going to go with the Muppets pre-show um, because I think that uh, what you were saying that, like... Like a long time ago, like when you were waiting for an attraction, you were kind of just like waiting there and there was really nothing to do, really nothing to look at. But the Muppets pre-show was like, that was one of the first of its kind where like there was a lot to do, a lot to occupy yourself with and to watch and to look around and walk around. And every time I go in there, I'm like, what's this? I missed this. And then you got to watch this lengthy, wonderfully done pre-show. So I'm voting Muppets, but it's all tied up. It's up to you, I guess, right? Just to clarify, like the first time that Disney had like a waiting room with things to watch is like in the 60s, by the way, Flight to the Moon. But anyway. I don't don't remember that. One of the first that I I, Yeah, I I, I get what you mean. So obviously the Muppet Vision pre-show, I think it's even better written than the main show. I think it's funnier than the main show. I think it it plays uh, 
has a lot of fun with the theme park experience, right? They make fun of the fact that they're you're, you're tourists, and we could just throw anyone out there as Mickey Mouse, and you'd think that's great. And um, my other favorite thing that everyone always seems to miss is that from the beginning of the pre-show, they tell you the doors are about to open. <laughs> and then something keeps happening that makes the doors not open. <laughs> so like right from like two minutes in, they're like, the doors are gonna open any second. And then nope, <laughs> just things <laughs> keep happening. If this was a pre-show tournament, this might win. But it's up against the fifth dimension scene, which is unbelievable. Um, an elevator again moves forward. It's not even just that, it is the, the set in there is fantastic. And I know some of it's a little cheesy, right? The equals MC square, you can see the strings, and there's some of that. But like the first time I realized they took your photo and the eyeball opened and your photo went by, it doesn't work anymore. But your photo would go by and there's this silo, weird creepy silhouette of the child with the Mickey Mouse in her hand and all of that detail. And then there's stuff that it's almost so dark you can't see like the sideways, there's a sideways elevator door all sorts of weird stuff like that. It is really fantastically done, and I think it deserves to move on to the next round. So Fifth Dimension is moving on. Are people booing? <laughs> wow. Now I know what it's like to be Bob Chapek on a stage. Uh, he doesn't even know about that. He doesn't show up, that's right. Now I know what it's like to be Bob Chapek on a stage. All right, next matchup. Uh, we've got Trees and Dirt against London. <laughs> wow. What do people want, Trees and Dirt or London? Jill, why don't you start us off? That's not fair. Trees and dirt is not why this scene is great. The animals are why. Trees and dirt and trees. The animals are. Do you want trees and dirt or bike chains? Bike chain sounds awesome. <laughs> gonna be a you would say that coming from the Bronx. There's going to be a, a rumble in the streets of London with the bike chains. <laughs> I, I wanted to come later in the voting because I wanted to, uh, and I'm still, I still will. I, I love Peter Pan, I'm, but I feel like Safari deserves a vote, and I feel like it's probably not going to get any other votes. I love this. I, uh, Safari has such incredible rewritability. Every time I ride, like, I don't take a lot of pictures in the parks anymore because I go to the parks all, all the time, but I will take pictures every time I ride on Safari because you get to see the animals. It's a different experience every time. And this is like the epitome of that coming around that curve. Are the zebras there? Where are the giraffes? What do I get to see this time? It's so exciting and unique. I love Peter Pan. Peter Pan's a great scene, but I think Safari deserves at least one vote in this round. Colleen. Hey, the race has been shortened because of the weather. So maybe Pete will be here. Oh. Nah. Isn't he already he's here? already here. He's already here. He's already been drinking. I've, and I've been enjoying him so much more today. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and you say I mean. Um, it says I, I love it Peter Pan and the flying over London. That's that's one of my favorite rides and my favorite scenes. So that's it for me. Nick. That scene is pure magic, but the Savannah reveal is just breathtaking and as as uh, Jill says it's it's kind of different every time it's wonderfully landscaped talk about like thinking about the the perspective of the guest in that that show scene you're talking about doing this outside in a real you know uh, environment that that it, and to give everybody this this big reveal and this great view 
I think that was just an amazing design by, by, by uh, Disney. So it has to be the Savannah. I'm going with flying over London because, like, the Savannah scene is very cool. But this is, I know we could spin the iconic wheel, right? Um, but, I mean, as far as any scene ever built, I think people think of that flying over London. I think it's, again, one of those things when you book a trip to Disney World, it's one of those things that comes to mind. It's one of those few things that immediately comes to mind. I think that says a lot for the power of that scene. Allison? I don't think it's going to be a surprise that I'm going to be voting for the Savannah. Oh, boy. I love that. Like, Getting too close when you, for my <laughs> when, when, when you When you turn the corner and you go to the Savannah, you th it looks like you can see everything, but then every time you, you turn a corner, there's something else there that you had that was kind of like hiding on, around the curb, and you're like, whoa, I didn't see these guys over here. And then it's a surprise, and you need to turn another curve, and you're like, oh, wait, I didn't see this over here. So you think that you can see it all, and you might look out and say, oh, I don't see anything. This is lame. And then all of a sudden, you turn a corner, and then surprise, there's a giraffe, and then surprise, there's a Thompson's gazelle, and then surprise, there's a zebra or, or what have you. So I think it's incredibly well done. I'm voting for the Savannah. Desi. I love both of these scenes, um, but I do love a good underdog story and a two seed versus an 11 seed. I think it's impressive that Peter Pan has made it this far. I'm going with flying over London. Oof. Rob, that's all oh, tied up, so you, you decide Rob. here. Oh my good, all this, all this power, it feels, it feels <laughs> so nice. We are at the point of the competition where the reason all these things have made it this far, they're totally different from each other. So it's hard to place them against each other. Flying over London is a, is a beautiful, beautiful scene. The perspective is great. I, I love it. The Savannah is always different. You have, it's the same reason you would go to Comedy Warehouse more than you would go to 8-Tracks when you were on Pleasure Island. It's a beautiful set. Because I can't but dance? It's a beautiful set. <laughs> what? But, what is going on, but what is going on in that Savannah is always going to be... <laughs> now I want to go back to... I want to go back to Comedy Warehouse. What's going on in the Savannah is always going to be different. The animals are always going to be different. You're you're gonna be you're always going to be looking up. The Savannah deserves to be to be far further than it is, and it's gonna it's gonna go further. Savannah reveal. Jeez. Nice. Wow. I did not expect this. I love it. Wow, it's cosmic rays all over again. <laughs> it's a two seed. You put it there. Yeah. No, it's, it is a two seed. There's there no piano any. on the safari. <laughs> Not yet. There's Not yet. There's an idea. We, the goats. Where the goats wait till are? They, they build are, a bar in the middle of the... There are thousands of pianos in London. <laughs> Tens <laughs> of thousands. <laughs> oh, they're, they're this big. <laughs> Not. All right. They're like Allison's size. All right. Really. You can play that one, Allison. <laughs> yeah, That's right. <laughs> All right. What's the last? What's the last match of the round? Uh, oh, someone just go off. <laughs> Uh, the Art Deco Future of Horizons against the Flight into Imagination of Journey into Imagination. Rob, just so you don't have to have that power again, why don't we start with you? I'm going to, uh, wow, wow. I'm never going to get asked back for this. I'm going to save my Journey into the Imagination spiel for later because I'm that confident it's going to go through. But I will give some credit. The Art Deco scene is beautiful. It's a well-placed moment in time. It, uh, it deserves to be where, where it is. But uh, I don't think we have to talk about it as much now, but Journey into the Imagination. That's what we're going against now, right? Yeah. That's wrong up there. No. Uh, Journey into the Imagination is uh, my vote. Desi. 
Um, I feel like you're trying to sway us with your outfit today. You act um. like I don't dress like this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it is kind of hard to beat that imagination scene, so gotta go with the journey into imagination. Allison. I think that the Art Deco Horizons deserves to go far, but imagination deserves to go even further. Imagination. Nick. Imagination. I, I <laughs> you mean, thought about it for a second. Well, no, it's not even not thinking about it. I'm trying to think of what to say, but I, I, there's... I, These both deserve to be they, here, They right? both should probably be in These the These are probably four. the two scenes that Honestly. most... If I had to pick two scenes to explain to someone what Epcot Center was, yeah. this That's is probably of two it. of them. That's a great way of saying it. But, but the better show scene, if you're putting them up against each other, is, is imagination. Yeah. Colleen? Imagination. Jill. Yeah, well, I, all the love to Horizons in a different bracket, it, it, does, it absolutely deserves to be Final Four, uh, but that's not how the matchup is, no. so I have to go with Imagination. That is a 7 nothing blowout. But again, yeah, I mean, Horizons was great, um, but I think, again, we'll, we'll talk more about Imagination. We don't need to talk about it now. Let's save those two minutes. We're going to need them. <laughs> all right, Eric, up to you and... And uh, Pete Carney. Uh, sad news from New York tonight. Um, based on the news of the uh, dog jail scene losing, uh, Disney has removed and euthanized the dog. <laughs> but we have electric, electrical eight uh, people to seed here. And uh, first of all, we had the uh, Wizard of Oz for the great movie ride defeating the stretching room from the Haunted Mansion. Uh, I don't know that it was necessarily an upset. Wizard of Oz, uh, a one seed, but maybe a week number one. I'm not sure. Uh, Pete is not going to talk because we don't have any more recorded stuff for Pete. Uh, fifth Dimension. Uh, in a real uh, surprise flip-flop there, there was a sort of uh, faking out the audience moment there where we thought the pre-show from Muppet Vision 3D, uh, a projection uh, show, by the way, uh, was going to defeat the Fifth Dimension. No, Fifth Dimension goes on to win. Um, the Savannah reveal barely triumphed over the, that upstart, the number 11 seed flying over London. So the Savannah reveal moves on. Uh, during this time, we were also, uh, we also figured out that Rob does not know why people didn't go to eight tracks. <laughs> Last but not least, uh, the very powerful seed, uh, Flight into Imagination, uh, with a surprising shutout over Horizons uh, by people who were not old enough to have ridden Horizons in his prime. So uh, we're going to go back down now. We are in the Electrical Eight, and uh, we have uh, the matchup. Do we have the matchups ready? We'll go back down under the rotunda and see who makes it to the Fantasmic Four. Thank you. Everyone up here rode Horizons, right? Yeah, yes. I think yeah. we're old enough Thank to have written Horizons. It was seasonal my whole life, but we also <laughs> always went Christmas week, so it was open. It's in your face, Eric. Jason All and right. I used to fight about choosing the outcome. What'd you say? Jason and I used to fight about who got to pick the who got to pick the end scene. Yes. Mm. That was like such a classic memory from my childhood is fighting with Jason about I bet the last I scene. Did. First Jason always wanted to be a farmer, so he kept picking the farmer. <laughs> anyway. All right, so we are on to the next round. It's the Electric Eight. At this point, what's the first matchup? 
Uh, the Burning Town from Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, this is going to be good. From Pirates of the Caribbean against the Ballroom from the Haunted Mansion. Going to find out who the Pirates people are, who the Mansion people are now. Jill, you're shaking your head. This is so tough. This is yeah. so tough. I love both these scenes. I don't. It's hard to even make an argument because they both have so many great qualities. They both are such classic Disney show scenes. They still inspire so much joy to this very day, even though they're both attractions that have been for decades and decades. But I have to go with pirates. There was an audible awe from the crowd. <laughs> it was a hard choice. It was a really hard choice. All right, Colleen? I die for that ballroom. And I'll join the ballroom. <laughs> to be a part of it. I just really... I mean, they're both great scenes. They really are. It's really... It's a hard choice. They're both great rides. Perhaps the two most quintessential in Disney theme park history, right? Yeah. Yeah. Iconic? And, iconic things that aren't based on films and had films based on them, one of which was good. Yeah, um, Eddie Murphy was really good in that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I just, I really love that ballroom scene and the use of Pepper's ghosts and all those ghosts. Beat Salt's ghosts. In, in fairness, if there had been as many Haunted Mansion movies as there were Pirates of the Caribbean movies, the odds are one of them might have been good. I like all three of the first pirate <laughs> movies, thank you. They're all, I like all three of them. Nick. Yeah, see, so this is, this is where like, you have to come back from like, bashing a scene in the previous <laughs> round. <laughs> no, I, I, look, the, the ballroom's great, and, and like, they're right there. I mean, they're, they're right there. There's no, they're, 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 neither one is probably better than the other, just a matter of personal preference. And I think the reason I'm gonna vote for Pirates is because you spend time like going through it instead of just passing by it, so you're enveloped by it. You so, really get to enjoy it and yeah, take it in, right? Yeah, so I'm, I'm voting Pirates. Mansion, it does feel like you go by that a little fast. Mm -hmm. Rob? So obviously they're both great, both great scenes but I can tell you more specifics about the ballroom than I can tell you the burning town. And I think that's what separates the difference. So we have one has to go on. I'm, I'm gonna pick the mansion over pirates, that ballroom scene. Wow, Desi. Um, if we are going to be shamed about the auctioning off of women, <laughs> I don't understand how it's okay to glorify pillaging, pilfering, and looting. There's two guys shooting each other <laughs> in the other one. <laughs> but they're dead. So, they died. They yeah, they're lesson. already dead. Uh, Got to go with the ballroom. They learned their lesson. They're still shooting each other. <laughs> it doesn't even matter anymore. It's like the Yankees and the Red Sox playing after the Red Sox finally won a World Series. It doesn't matter anymore. Oh, <laughs> it's dead. It we have to be shamed about auctioning women. Like, but I'm saying if we're guns if are we're, fun. If we're guns. saying it's not okay, if that scene is not okay. It's also not okay to go glorify piracy. It's also not okay to come back and haunt people once you're dead. <laughs> it's not okay to get it's not okay to get blackout drunk when you're dead and lie under the table. Right, Pete? Or host the show. <laughs> They're not haunting. They're having a party at that point. That's They're, the that's, yeah. that's the fun part of the ride. They came out to socialize. It's in the song. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so what did you pick? Ballroom. Ballroom. Allison, it's three to two for the ballroom. This is really tough because 
I thought I knew what I wanted, and then now I'm not so sure. Tom hears that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's my last night. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, goodness. Um... You, no, I you can go. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I'll get you back, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to go with, uh, dang it, I'm going to have to go with the ballroom. Wow. That's the ballroom. it. Wow. Uh, the, crowd, the crowd agrees. The crowd you, unanimously the crowd agrees. The crowd agrees. <laughs> Were you standing? Oh my god. <laughs> She's not me. <laughs> Stop it. Oh, I thought she was already standing. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Is, There's a all, milk crate under the chair. You're all so mean. There's a booster, actually. Yeah. I'm not standing. It's just I don't know why Allison seat. keeps getting all these short jokes when we're the same night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, does he hear the exact same night? Says he's not as mean, though. That was, that's not true. It says it on the back of my shirt. Well, if it's on a shirt, it must be true. That I made, yes. I I'm not mean. Says not so. mean. It says so. It, I was going back and forth, though. I, but since, since when, when you first asked what scene do you think is one of the best scenes in Disney, that was literally the first one that came to mind, for me at least. So that's, okay. I think that's why I have to go ballroom. Well, I was going to take the burning town, but it doesn't matter. It's four to three for the ballroom. All right, next matchup. We went a little overtime on that one. We'll try to keep these, Sorry. Keep these moving. The Renaissance from Spaceship Earth, which I have to tell you is historically inaccurate, <laughs> against the absolutely historically accurate Yeti scene of Expedition Everest. Allison, let me start us off. I had to do a lot of research about Yetis, like when I worked at the Science Center, so I could tell you a lot about. Did you the actually? Yetis. Yeah, I had to create like an activity mm. about Yetis. My uncle's convinced Bigfoot lives in his backyard, but that's a story for <laughs> the post we'll show. Probably. The, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, even though I love the Yeti so much, and the animatronic itself is just, you know, at least when it worked, was an absolute marvel. Um, as far as, we're not voting for the best animatronic, we're voting for the best scene overall, and there's not as much happening. It's very fast, and there's not as much happening around you, so I, I, I think that the Renaissance has the edge over the Yeti scene, so Renaissance. Desi. Um, I still think that the Yeti was just super impressive. I miss it. I wish that it would come back. Um, one of my favorite documentaries was watching Joe Rohde go to Nepal and doing all of this research. Um, so yeah, the Yeti is historically accurate, Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> kind of is, kind of is. Rob? I, I love the Yeti, it, it's, it's amazing when it worked, but I think the Renaissance area of Spaceship Earth it's there's just there's more going on there's so much it celebrates the arts it celebrates creativity it's a lot of what epcot's about i, I think overall that's that's a more complete scene to me that then at that point you're going past that yeti so fast it's it's wonderful but renaissance spaceship earth nick um the it'd be ridiculous not to have a spaceship earth scene show scene moving on into the final four 
Um, best animatronic, Yeti, Yeti is, is awesome animatronic and can be any animatronic, of course, in, in that single scene in, in Space Literally, Earth. like, you just, yeah, you can just you wipe them, just wipe them just all the Yeti on and just <laughs> smash. Uh, but, but, Let's see that, Mr. Potato Head's ear come off again. No, yeah. But I mean, as an actual show scene, uh, the Renaissance is just magnificent, masterpiece. Colleen? Um, this is harder than I would have thought. But I think the Yeti is historically accurate, like Desi said. My dad's been to Nepal, and every time we go through the Everest section, I'm like, Dad, is this what Nepal looks like? And he's like, yeah, but it's cleaner <laughs> and hot. <laughs> um, but I think... Jill's trying to communicate with me through the camera. No, pick your, don't let her sway. You pick what you want to pick. I trying to sway her. She's, I can just see her moving. Jill, stop pulling the leg of her chair out. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? Jill Diffendall is mean. Yeah. Um, no, I'm going to go with the Yeti. I am. I Jill. Think. So I think this comes to the point where we need to remember that this is a show scene competition the yeti is amazing but in the end i think we're all voting for the animatronic by itself and it's not really the scene you're just in a dark cave you don't even know what else is going on in that cave you can't see anything else there's not really a scene there you're looking at the yeti whereas the renaissance is this full immersive there's things going on on either side of you. You see the progression of human history. The Renaissance is such a quintessential moment in human history that this is celebrating. I have to go with Renaissance. Yeah, it means Renaissance is moving on. Um, I will say one last thing for the Yeti because that's what I was going to pick. As far as I know, we're saying like animatronic and not a scene. I actually think it was really well staged because I think they thought about the trajectory of the train. And you really did this, you did. You sort of dove in and as you came back up, you came kind of close to the animatronic and that's when it would swipe at you and it looked like, it didn't actually get that close, but it looked like it got close. And it worked, like people were like, oh, it came right at us. And that's, I think it's, I think it's great. I think it's a better scene, but Renaissance is moving on. All right, up next. The Wizard of Oz from the, oh boy, the Wizard of Oz from the great movie ride against the fifth dimension from the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. I'm gonna start this one. Because I think, I think I have to start this one. I was on a plane this weekend, and uh, who's laughing at that? I was on a plane this weekend, and I watched one movie, and I was like, I need to put on something I, I fall asleep to. A movie I've seen before, Wizard of Oz is on the plane. I put Wizard of Oz on. And within a few moments, I'm totally engrossed in that movie, and I just keep thinking about what a loss it is to not have this represented in the park anymore. And I think about the culmination of emotion in the ride, right? You've traveled through the history of film and you land in Oz and all the songs are there long enough to where you relive that moment. And the Wicked Witch is interacting specifically with all of you. Like she's pointing out to all of you blaming you. You play the role of Dorothy in the scene and then you go down the yellow brick road and there's this beautiful scene which goes into the f montage at the end. I just think this is such a proper finale to this ride and it, it, it builds to this emotion of the probably the most famous movie ever made. Everyone loves this film. It's such a powerful moment and it hits on all 
the story beats that are important from that film in a very short amount of time and in a way that works story-wise really well. So that's my argument for Wizard of Oz. That's what I'm picking. Jill. I don't know. Experientially, like I feel this is tough. This is really tough. I agree this is an amazing scene, but to me in terms of what the great ride experience is, what the show scene does around you, what the ride does to like pull you in to make you really feel like you're part of the experience, you're not just passing through and looking at the show scene, but you're experiencing it, you're part of it, I think it's fifth dimension. Colleen. Yeah, this is hard. Um, that was really loud. Uh, They're coming. That was for the me. smoke coming out of the <laughs> out of the, the witch appearing. I think I I'm also gonna go with fifth dimension. Just thinking the impact that this scene, these scenes, you know, I have had in my own life and I always found that scene in Tower of Terror really particularly creepy and that was what made me not want to go on the ride because I thought it was scary um, and I think that had a greater impact on me than the Wizard of Oz scene. So the key was to have scenes that were scary that didn't make you do want to go. So no. we did put Alien in. <laughs> well, I, we, well, we voted that out. Uh, no, I just think impact. Like, that had a bigger impact on me than The Wizard of Oz. Okay. Nick? Wizard of Oz. That was quick. That's it. That's it. Two to two. Yeah. Allison. We're good. Um, I already bashed Tower of Terror. Yeah. I, I'm, I, there's, there is one small thing about The Wizard of Oz scene that... Didn't, sometimes didn't quite jive with me. <laughs> why are people in the crowd laughing? <laughs> munchkins. Sabrina. <laughs> oh, it's not a munchkin joke? That's no, what it's Sabrina not. was no, laughing about. It was, no, it was, I was not going to say that. Um, sometimes when I would go Those into that mean. scene, um, the having the two separate cars and then the two people talking on top of each other would kind of mess with me. Or ha like being, unfortunately, like the one in the back where our guide like sat down and like didn't say a word and only the other one would kind of interact would kind of be a little bit meh. Um, but I, that's like really the only downside to being in the Wizard of Oz scene that I can think of. I, it appeals to anybody of any age. When I was a, a child, people that were younger than me, older than me, loved the Wizard of Oz. It's one of the best scenes. That's what my vote is, Wizard of Oz. Desi. One of my favorite memories is having one of my cousins who lives in North Carolina come down to visit. He doesn't get to go to the parks very often. He's a bit younger than me. And I took him on his first ride on the Tower of Terror. And when that elevator started moving forward, I went, oh my God, this has never happened before. And he freaked out. <laughs> it was one of the funniest things wow. I have ever seen. So I'm, I've got to go with the Tower of Terror. <sighs> Rob, Rob, you are the, the you're the deciding wow. vote here. It's all right. I, I will, I will br bring us back to center so we know. I am a huge Tower of Terror fan. I am. 
you feel terrified at that point. That's what it's supposed to do. But the Wizard of Oz scene takes you through so much emotion. It's a whole scene. It is, it's wonderful. You go in there, you're in awe at how beautiful that set is. Then you're scared of that witch. That witch is amazing. She, you are frightened of her. Then you get the joy when, 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 when she's gone, the munchkins come back out, and then you get to see the, the other four main characters. And that, that is a glory. This is best. It's because it's best seen. That's what we're judging here. That's, that is absolutely the best full, complete scene to me. No offense to a tower, which I love, but Wizard of Oz. There you go. Wizard of Oz is going to ease on down the road to the next round. <laughs> different, different Wizard of Oz movie, but it's fine. <laughs> All right. One more match in the round. Here we go. I'm going to learn my lesson and not say dirt and trees. <laughs> it's the savannah scene of Kilimanjaro safaris against the flight into imagination from journey into imagination. Rob, start us off. All right, I'll, I'll give my flight into imagination spiel now, and I will okay. leave it from you later. First of all, you have that animatronic, which what a glorious, ahead-of-its-time animatronic it was, the whole thing. On a blimp. Um, on, <laughs> on a blimp. The entire three-minute scene encompasses everything that the entire Walt Disney Company is, is all about in that one scene. It's about using everything about you for imagination and creativity. It would, it would hold up today as well as it held up then. Everything that that scene is about is the most beautiful thing that, that, is, that is everything Disney and probably all the things we believe in why we're all watching this show and why we enjoy D Disney as, as a whole. So th that scene is a masterpiece. If you do not get the feelings from that scene, Walt Disney himself, I think, would be so proud of that, of, of that scene. And it's honestly atrocious, everything they've done to that ride afterwards, to be mm -hmm. honest, because of how beautiful that scene was. Um, no offense again to the Savannah, which is beautiful, but journey into the imagination, uh, the flight into the imagination scene. Desi. I know that Journey into the Imagination is probably what's going to move on. So I'm going to give my vote to the Savannah because oh, I feel like boy. it deserves it. It is a culmination of what Walt wanted from the Jungle Cruise. And it has real, live, actual animals. And for me, live interactions with real animals is going to uh, just take a slight edge over the animatronic. Yeah, but look how much cuter this animal is. <laughs> this, this man, his blimp, gives birth, gives birth to a dragon in front of you. This is not enough for you? <laughs> Allison Moore. I'm, I'm saving it for the next round. The blimp conceives a being. <laughs> With a womb. Um, That's the egg sack in the back. That's what the plant thing is. Is that what that is the whole is. time? Yeah. I had no idea. You had no idea. That's actually the Dreamfinder's wife, the blimp. <laughs> there, this, there this, is anyway. this, is, this is going down a path. <laughs> come, come on, kids, want to get my magic blimp? This doesn't sound good anymore. Oh, oh, this boy. is going down a Oh, my goodness. Um, I, I mean, I, I have to, I mean, I have to put my bias to the side. I, I love, I love animals so much. They just add, you know, they literally add life to the place. You're seeing things that are living creatures and they're beautiful, but imagination is just, I, I, can't, I can't vote it down. I have to vote for imagination. And as a child, just sitting there, like three minutes is, old, is 
comparatively a long time for just that one scene. It's one of the longest yeah. ride scenes ever. Yes, yeah. it, it, it's so, it, and it, uh, it feels like I could just sit there, even when I was like a tiny child, I don't have a very long attention span, but I was sitting there mesmerized by this character and this little purple figment, and I just, I could just keep watching him for the entire attraction just in that one scene where not yeah. too much is happening in that scene except him you know coming up and he's introducing everything to you and i was yeah. fascinated you don't even realize you're in like one of the most technologically advanced ride system things they've ever done I, in I mean, that moment I, yeah. I had i had no idea and it really speaks to how intelligently like well done and how well written yeah. this is um it, it's really a marvel i'm gonna move us along fast imagination i'm also taking imagination nick Imagination. It's Colleen. a wonderfully uh, staged out scene. We'll talk yeah. more about it. It's fine. Yeah. Colleen. Imagination. Jill. Imagination. All right, good. Nice. We did it. We're on time. Look at that. Eric, go ahead. On time. <laughs> there we have it. Our uh, Fantasmic Four is set. And the first, all of these were close matchups except one. All of them were four to three. Uh, the ballroom over the burning town. There was a deep discussion about pirate ethics versus ghost ethics. And frankly, I think our panel went with ghost ethics as being uh, less important. So uh, ballroom uh, moves on four to three. Uh, after that, we had the Yeti scene. Boy, there was a long discussion about the Yeti scene. This is something that happens when you're going by at 40 miles an hour. It's interesting to see um, how that was able to, wait, did the Yeti? No, I'm sorry, the Yeti failed. I wrote that down wrong. I didn't write it down wrong, I read it wrong, Pete. It's Pete's fault. No, the Renaissance did. Yeah, the Renaissance beats the Yeti. Uh, then we go on Wizard of Oz. This is a big matchup. Wizard of Oz versus the Fifth Dimension. We went back and forth on this. Uh, that famous Disney movie, The Wizard of Oz, uh, beloved by all Disney fans, uh, where the animatronic was almost always the best actor in the whole bit. Right, be gone with you, witch, before someone drops a house on you. Who's the animatronic in this one, right? But that goes on and, and wins Wizard of Oz over Fifth Dimension and Journey into Imagination. Uh, heavy use of psychedelic drugs created an amazing scene, one of the top scenes in Disney history. And uh, we learned that the blimp conceives things. So the, the blimp, a lot of people don't know this, the blimp is actually named the ovary. <laughs> so on this ride. So there you have it. We have our uh, Fantasmic Four set. We're going to go to commercial, and we'll be back uh, a little bit later to conclude our March Madness. Welcome to Disney Entertainment News Today from WDW News Today. I'm Rob Whiteside from WDWNT.com, and here now are the top Disney Entertainment stories. For the latest in Disney Entertainment News, watch Disney Entertainment News Today, hosted by Rob Whiteside. From movies and series news to stage shows, books, video games, and more, new episodes drop every Tuesday on Unplanned Downtime.
messing up everything. It's been cheap and all along. Who's been pulling every evil string? It's been cheap and all along. He's unscrupulous. Full <laughs> of ruthlessness. That you haven't even noticed and a pity is To fix anything now that everything has gone wrong. Thanks to JPEG, got it JPEG. It's been JPEG all along. And I killed Magical Express. <laughs> As you enter, he turns to greet you. Um, He's also a talking cat. Hi, everybody! Welcome to Il Postino! Oh my god! What can I get for you today? Ah! This is the decision we have made so far! Um, oh. hi. What's oh, with what the is your out? name? Well, my name is Gelatali. It's nice to meet you. Oh, of course it is. I can give you something special. May not be a city end, but I think, uh, I think it'll be helpful. That's a facial it's expression good. to say, giving us something special with the eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Just roll the dice and roll, roll Look at all those people at 8-Tracks. Right? <laughs> Crazy night. Oh, boy. Let's see what's ha happening this week on Disney+. Plus. What can you watch? This week on Disney+, Plus, tune in for The Haunted Mansion starring Ghost Malone. <laughs> Ghost Malone. All right, of course, this, don't forget this week at your local grocery store, your local supermarket you can pick up. Veggie, veggie, fruit by the foot. Oh, don't wait, don't wait, there's more. Debuting this week on Broadway. <laughs> Guys and Dolls. <laughs> and of course, every week, we have to find out the incorrect Disney Parks fact of the week. Walt Disney came up with the idea for Disneyland after slipping and bumping his head while standing on his toilet hanging a clock. You didn't know that. Invented the flux capacitor, which makes Disneyland possible. I just like the picture of him with the, the thing on his head. That's how he came up with Epcot, with the thing on his head. Let's talk about what's coming up on the show. It's a big couple weeks coming up on the program. Next week, we are celebrating 30 years of Euro Disney in Disneyland Paris. We're going to have interviews with two Imagineers on the show next week. Eddie Sato and our good friend Jim Schull will be on the program next week. Also, we're going to play a game. Nick, what's the game called? <laughs> it's not Thunder, a quiz. Thunder Mesa Legends. Thunder Mesa Legends. So we're going to visit yes. the old west of Disneyland Paris, play a little game. 
Also next week, the top seven attractions of Disneyland Paris. Yeah, seven. All that more next week on the show. Uh, we're going to take a break for a couple weeks because we're going out there for the 30th anniversary of Disneyland Paris. We'll be back April 21st with the first ever Kilimanjumble Safari on episode 209 on 210. It is the return of Leveled. Oh, yeah. That's right. Leveled is back. We're going to be leveling all of the Walt Disney World Resort hotels, just like Bob Chapek. <laughs> Level them all. And then we're very excited to announce um, in honor of our annual Hollywood Studios Appreciation Week, we're going to have a special show on May 5th. It is the Sci-Fi Live-In Special, celebrating the Sci-Fi Dine-In and all things Sci-Fi and Disney. It's going to be a very special show. We're looking forward to it. And that'll include Who Wants to Win a Bunch of Core Bucks, Liquid Magic. Hear that, Pete? And <laughs> yeah. All right. Liquid Magic and more. It says live-in, though, not dead. Dead <laughs> in. Yeah. So make sure you tune in for that. Tickets, of course, available for all those shows at www.newstonight.com. We hope you'll join us, whether here at WWNT Celebration or at home. We look forward to hosting you. Nick, who brings us the show each and every week? News tonight is brought to you by the Vacationer, the engineers of your next magical vacation. Sit back and let their team of vacation planning experts craft your family's next magical Disney trip. The best part is their services are free. Visit wdwnt.travel for details. The Vacationer, the official travel agency of WDWNT. Thank you, Nick. And uh, I think it's time for some psychotic comments. Sure is. Walt Disney presents. So we can get back to the matchups. The first story yeah. is actually uh, something, something you posted here. Uh, in case you missed it, Walt Disney World 50th anniversary decorations being removed from Orlando International Airport. Yeah. Uh, Steven wrote in, can't miss it when you repost it 1,000 times. Sweet breaking news story. Oh, well, Steve B. I love that he signs his name. Right. My favorite thing is this guy has been sending us passive-aggressive tweets like that for like 10 years. He's, he's consistent, man. That's great. He's consistent. Thanks for reading, Steve. We appreciate it. I'm, I'm glad you clicked that story three times by accident because you can't remember what you read. Sure. It's great. <laughs> Uh, at Billheim's 10 wrote in, hopefully this hastens the end of enchantment and return of happily ever after. They didn't say they were moving him from the parks, just yeah. the airport. Uh, then this story, uh, there's no way Bob Chapek is getting on stage at D23 <laughs> Expo now after posting this picture, of course. There's like 2,500 likes, some insane. Yeah, that well. was great, that was great. We had a few comments on that, of course. Okay. At the Chaz channel, I just peed a little, laughing uncontrollably at this. I think Chris Rock, Chris Rock peed a little, too. Yeah. Um, at Stuart Evans, 1974, it will be the longest queue in Disney history. Do you think they may offer a lightning lane for that? You know, we'll get a crack at it. Um, at Scott Fear 21, I hope Will Smith is not a DVC member, for Bob's sake. <laughs> Uh, at Fooey Bane wrote, keep Spaceship Earth out of your effing mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Uh, then finally, Obi Wan Kenobi wrote in, I'm scared uh, this is what Bob Chapek would do if Tom ever met. 
Uh, it was Chapek all along. <laughs> Keep my effing name out of your mouth. <laughs> he would have to show up. Yeah, well, yeah. He yeah. would have to show up. I look you forward to seeing you at the expo, Bob. Yeah. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate it. There you it. go. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're going to take a commercial break. When we come back. It is the end of March Madness. Stick around. Sick of eating a sandwich with two hands? Uh, no. Then why not try out Disney's Handwich? What the hell is that? It's the sandwich you eat with only one hand. Okay, but it looks like dog food. Other sandwiches can be cumbersome and tricky with just one hand. Was that me? Where did you get the footage of me? So we took the best of a sandwich and put it into a small cone you can hold with one hand. Hello, police? Someone's trying to sell me something. Disney's Handwich, the sandwich of the future. Try one or don't. Yeah, that's 100% dog food. Not bad, though. Come hang out with us. is exclusive to Wings. Join us every other Friday at 9 p.m. for new episodes. Fall into our televoid and watch as we all get annoyed with videos drum from the past and references that sure don't last. Watch those things we all avoid. See classic stuff that's been destroyed. What's the worst that can go wrong? All we do is watch a lot. Son of strangers furries. John Ritter at the seas, low budget figment, knockoff fuzzy, who's lying cast in Colin Mockery, Danny Kay, scary puppet, shield and Yarnell, the Muppets, Castle Cake, Winnie the Pooh, Tweedle's ass, Charlotte's Dance, And then there were four. This is what we've all been waiting for. This is why we live our lives, just to do this. Narrow this field down to four incredible attraction scenes at Walt Disney World. We have uh, obviously uh, had an amazing time doing this. Pete has done an amazing job co-hosting for me. 
I don't know how he, I don't, I don't know how he's going to make it home tonight. Uh, if anybody has a car that accepts skeletons, uh, let us know. Probably. I've driven him home in worse condition than this, let me tell you. <laughs> so, so here we are. We're down to four, the Fantasmic Four. We have uh, the ballroom. As we've said, uh, a ton going on in this ballroom. This will be really interesting because it's going against the Renaissance, where there's also a ton going on, mostly historically inaccurate, as Desi told me. And I got 99 problems, but a witch ain't one. Wizard of Oz has breezed through this tournament. Uh, we'll see uh, how that goes because Wizard of Oz is going up against another one seed. That is the Flight into Imagination. We're going to let our panel decide this. We're going to go back down under the rotunda to the panel. Thank you, Eric. All right. I said we get started. All right. The first matchup. The ballroom from the Haunted Mansion against the Renaissance from Spaceship Earth. You both asked for these. I didn't care about either of these, but let's see which one you all want. <laughs> Rob, you're laughing. Go ahead. <laughs> um, it's, it's the ballroom. Now, th this is where your, your classic scene belongs to go. It's, it's, it's in one of the most classic attractions. It's well-staged. It's memorable. You, you want to see it. Um, Renaissance is great for, for everything that it is, but this, this is a better staged scene. It's very Disney ballroom. Desi? I don't know what I can say about the ballroom that hasn't already been said. It's so wonderful. It is one of my favorite scenes. It might be my favorite scene out of all of this. I'm going with the ballroom. Allison? Going with the ballroom as well. Wow. Jill. This is tough, but I love Spaceship Earth. I think this is a great scene, but I think there's just a lot more creativity and just the genius of Imagineering in the ballroom scene. Well, that's, that was quick. <laughs> Colleen, I guess. <laughs> the ballroom scene. Nick? Pick. Yeah. At the end of the day, as much as I've been fighting against the ball at this point in time, I have to vote for it because it just it just has so many different gags and, and it, it's a well-staged thing. And, and not that Spaceship Earth isn't, but if I had to pick one to see, it'd be the Haunted Mansion. I'm going to pick the Renaissance just to be different. All right, well, the ballroom moves on. I'm glad that was quick because now we have to decide the actual winner of the tournament. <laughs> so here, here we go. It's time for all my children. Here we go. What do we got? The Wizard of Oz in the great movie ride against the Flight into Imagination from Journey to Imagination. God, I don't want to pick either of these. Jill, why don't you start us off? Oh, wow. Uh, to me, this is not a question in terms of what is the most iconic, quintessential, beloved Disney show scene, and that is Flight into Imagination. You fall in love with those characters. I mean, you, like, to this day, I, I think if you polled people in the parks of what they would rather be able to see again, is it the Dreamfinder with Figment in the dream ship, or is it, the, is it Wizard of Oz? They're gonna tell you Figment. This is where Figment came from. We he was love literally him. born in the He was literally <laughs> born out of the womb of the dream ship. 
we love him to this day. We celebrate him. People wait in line, seven-hour lines, for popcorn buckets that look vaguely, li vaguely like him. <laughs> it's, if he was a munchkin in Oz, yeah. <laughs> there is the marvel. You know, you, you just talked about the marvel of ride uh ride technology that yeah. this is where you you swing around there and you're following the scene for three whole minutes and it's like you don't even you're moving the entire time but you don't feel like you're moving because and part of why you don't even pay attention to the fact that you're moving is because you're so captivated by the dream finder by how he's telling you the story of yeah. where you are of what you're doing of who figment is of how you are part of this story with him it's it just, it warms my heart to even watch these old videos of it that I just, I remember it so fondly, so well. It's, it's so perfect. It's so, Rob talked about how this scene is what Walt Disney World, what Disney parks, what Disney experiences are of imagination, joy, delight. This scene is all of that. And it just, I, Wizard of Oz is great, but it's not, it's not Disney. This is Disney. Colleen. Imagination. <laughs> yeah, Jill, well, Jill took every single talking point, right? Like, <laughs> there's no there, reason there's, to talk so, anymore. Uh, I, I will disagree with you on one thing, Jill. With Revaz is Disney imaginary in the way they staged it, the way they're able to immerse you and bring you into that scene. You're right. The, 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 but the, the thing that separates it, they're, they're all... They're both amazing show scenes, and, and we can't deny that. What, so what we have to do is choose on little nuances, and, and I think it's the characters. It's, you you, you yeah. hit the nail on the head, because to get you emotionally involved with those characters is what Journey into Imagination does, yeah. and it does it wonderful, like just, just perfectly. It's, it's three perfectly minutes of written, pure character development. Perfectly right? staged yeah. in that quick amount of time, right? Like they only have, like, you know, it, it's, it's so quick to get you these new characters that you've never seen before, you've never met before. The Wizard of Oz, you already probably have a familiarity going into it, yeah. so you have that connection. This one, they have to build that, and they do so perfectly. You it's, care about them by the time those three minutes are over, exactly. right? You've you already fallen them. in love exactly. with them. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Yeah, I do. I, I also disagree with Jill's point on the, like, I know sometimes things aren't Disney, right? They don't originate from the company, but I think sometimes Disney does such a great job making them Disney, right? So, like, Flight of Passage. No one gives a crap about those movies. No one cares. Disney did an amazing job making that a Disney thing, that land, right? Because I didn't care about anything in that land. And now I go in that store and I'm like, I need a plush banshee. I love these things. I don't love them because of the movie. I love them because Imagineering made something that was thoughtful and heartfelt and makes you fall in love with it. And that's what they did with Journey to Imagination is they gave you these characters and in three minutes, everything you needed to know about them, but not only that, you fall in love with them. You fall in love with them. And I think the one thing we haven't talked about about the scene at all that I want to talk about is the opening of the scene. I want to talk about the, the music starts. You have the, those weird, like, kind of mechanical noises that play in that little animated sequence of just the silhouette of the ship gathering the dream that always gets me when i go back and watch it that's the part that makes me a little emotional is i just think it's such a sweet thoughtful fun build into the scene and then the clouds part and there is the blimp and i think it's it's fantastic fantastic allison imagination definitely yeah, yeah it's over <laughs> desi uh, I thought it was ironic in the last round when you said that you wanted a movie to fall asleep to, and then you said The Wizard of Oz. 
Um, but then I then, watched the whole thing. And then thing. still picked it. But, uh, yeah. yeah, imagination. Because I forgot how good it is. And then I watched the whole thing. And then I had to sleep in. Rob. Imagination. It's seven, seven nothing. Oh. It's rough because the Oz scene is so fantastic. But again, like this was really the final matchup. <laughs> Let's be well, we'll see. We'll see. People like to ruin this every year. So we'll see what happens. Eric, what do you think? I have to tell you, Pete, that was incredible stuff. Uh, two extinct attractions matching up for uh, what turned out to be a blowout. Pete, I have seen the Grand Canyon. I have been to Tijuana on payday. I have not seen anything to prepare me for this final Fantasmic Four. This is absolutely incredible. The, uh, so now we're going to have the ballroom against the journey into imagination. Uh, this is going to be, some people think it's just a foregone conclusion. But I have to tell you, the ballroom has heart. The ballroom has been here for a long time. The ballroom has endured. We'll have to see what our panel says here in our final matchup. All right, let's do this. Let's see if anyone's going to ruin this. All right, the final matchup <laughs> to determine the greatest attraction scene in the history of Walt Disney World. It is the ballroom from the Haunted Mansion against the flight into imagination, the opening scene of Journey into Imagination at Epcot Center. Rob, start us off. The only reason anybody would pick ballroom is either because you're just going with a true classic Disney attraction or you've never been on Flight into the Imagination. That is the closest thing anybody can come to flying around with Santa Claus on his sleigh. That is the feeling <laughs> you get for that three minutes. It's the most beautiful thing. I, I don't think I could say any more on it than I have over the last three weeks. Um, Flight into Imagination. Desi. I guess I'm going to be the one to ruin it. Uh, wow. But I just, I Star love Wars. <laughs> so I just said, of course. Bring back the hangar bay. <laughs> I love this ballroom scene so much. It has such rewritability because there is so much going on in it. Um, and it's something that I can still experience with my kids today. Alice. I think that when I was a child and I went into imagination when the dreamfinder was talking to me i felt that like as a child that that he made me think i i am capable of doing so many things like it is up to like my imagination was like beautiful and important and can do anything and as like a small kid like that really that gets to you that stays with you and that wow. really get, that's very very impactful and there are I mean, there's definitely things that, other attractions that do similar things, but not to the extent that imagination does in that particular scene. So, voting imagination is the winner. Imagination is something that belongs to all of us. Jill? Yeah, Eric said the ballroom scene has a lot of heart, but I disagree. They are dead. You can argue that they have soul, but they don't have heart. What has heart Pixar is... The bride Pixar in movie. the attic. What? The bride in oh, the attic. Oh, well. What has heart, you're messing with my analogies. <laughs> what has heart is this scene from Journey into Imagination. It is literally like, it, it is 
joy, it is delight, it is wonder, it is, uh, I mean, Allison, I love what you said about how it makes you feel, and I, it, it did that for me as a little kid, and watching it today, it still does that for me as an adult, that like, my imagination is limitless, and I can, I can do anything, and I think that's what Walt Disney was about, I think this captures that perfectly, you know, Rob, earlier you talked about Walt would be so proud of what the Imagineers accomplished in this ride because it so captures what that message is supposed to be, that this is, this is just joy and entertainment and happiness and love. Colleen. I, the ballroom makes me believe that it might be okay to be dead someday. <laughs> 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 I, I think this is where the, in many ways, I, d I don't remember Flight into Imagination, the original. I, I loved Figment as a kid, and I remember that, but I, I don't have memories of the original. Um, and I, I love the ballroom scene, and I think that it's a great scene, and it still exists and is great to this day. It's so into. And it does. I would like, if the Haunted Mansion had been in Epcot, it'd be bulldozed <laughs> right now. That's <laughs> probably true. Pick a park sure. where it's um, easy to survive. But <laughs> it would but be getting a cocoa overlay as we speak. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. But wow. I'm going to pick the ballroom. Nick, are you the deciding should, vote? I don't know. Oh. Should I vote ballroom? Just put it in your hands now. No. Um, so uh, I'm gonna. I want to tell. I, I came up with an analogy here. Bear with me. Oh, no. I, I feel like, like the ballroom is like, is like Tom Brady. Been there forever. Overrated. Been there forever. <laughs> racked up the stat. Racked up the accolades. Created matches <laughs> for generations of. But. Flight into imagination, and this is probably a dated reference, is like like a Sandy Koufax. He was at the height of his game for just exactly. a short amount of time. Because that ride, I mean, relatively speaking, that ride was only there for a short amount of time. Yeah. And there's a whole generation that has not seen what we're talking about today. And but it was it was that great for that short amount of time and made such an impact. Um, and, and that, that generations will be talking about it. We'll still be arguing about this, you know, at Disney World's 100th anniversary, probably. Like, so, yeah, and, and, and so it was just, it was just like, it almost adds to its legend that it was, that it was just this, this thing for, for a short amount of time and yeah. gone way too soon. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, play the, play into imagination, you know, is yeah. what I'm picking, but. Yeah. I think your mic broke again. <laughs> Did people hear his analogy? I don't even know. Kind of, yeah. You're good. We unplugged him. Your mic shorted out. We unplugged him at this point. Well, I mean, imagination is one. The last thing I want to say is I, I think Nick makes an important point when he said, again, it wasn't there. It was there in 15 years. In the grand scheme of attractions, it's not one of the longest running. Um, but I think it says a lot when a lot of people, their only exposure to this is a video on the internet. And enough people have seen a video on the internet and go, wow, that was really cool. I wish I had seen that. To the point at which it's the reason they go and buy Figment merch and it's, it's the reason they love the character. The reason they love the character is not either version of the ride that's come since because they're both trash. Um, but, 
The reason people love the characters because it, 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 it is Epcot. It was a culmination of all the... I know we say Horizons was a culmination of all the ideas in Epcot, but truly, imagination was. It was, it was the imagination is what powers all of these things. You can, you know, the arts and science and just every aspect of life begins with one little spark. It begins with that idea, that creativity in a person. And so um, I think that's why Figment's the proper mascot for the park. And this, this scene, maybe even more so than the rest of the ride and anything else, is the, the reason why people love this character. People do wait seven hours for a misshapen popcorn bucket of him, you know? Um, so, yeah. I mean, I probably wouldn't even be here today if it wasn't for this scene. So uh, with that being said, the winner of finally something that deserves it, the winner of the we 2022 so March Madness Tournament, the greatest ride scene, attraction scene in the history, Disney World, the flight into imagination from journey into imagination. There you go, we did it. We didn't screw it up. Do we have super chats? So I have to squint and read some super chats before we go off the air? I think so. I would like to say most of the chat wanted the ballroom. Most of the chat wanted the ballroom? Yeah, it looks like it. Oh, that's unfortunate. So, <laughs> Oh, I'm wondering for future tournaments if we need to retire Journey into Imagination. It's like just put it up into the rafters so it's not eligible. We're running anymore. out of room. Because <laughs> Figment, Figment won character, right? Like it won the best best attraction. It won. It, it's going it to keep didn't winning. Win, it didn't win best attraction. Oh, it didn't. It actually got beat, didn't it? Flight of Passage yeah. won oh, best yeah. attraction. Yeah. Right. Not March Madness, but like the when we did the 50 right, years. Right. Yeah. 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 What did did uh, it win Best Attraction when we did March Madness? I thought it, I think did it did in the March Madness. Yeah, yeah. It won Best Attraction. But then it we, lost in the top we, seven. Thing. We retire its number. We lost it up into the rafters and. Uh, well, we never do the same tournament twice. So, you know. Mm. You, can't, you can't win more than once. All right. Thank you, BC fan, for your very generous super chat. These guys keep thanking each other for super chats <laughs> with super chats. This is the weirdest inside joke wow. I've ever oh. experienced. I'm not. I'm not complaining. And then, so BC fan came back thanking him with a 4.99 super chat. Uh, what does it say? Did what? Did burps get a refund on those missing McNuggets? Yes. This is the best show on the GD internet. Love WW Hail Corner was twenty dollars. Thank you. It's very sweet. I didn't get to read the name. Who was that? Got to read the name. James or Jamie? Jamie. Right, well, Rod, well, Rodney's the next one. We're going to read Rodney's oh, now. Sorry. Iconic drinking game. Who is in? So every time someone says iconic, maybe next year we got to start that with the iconic, the word iconic and you have to drink. And then we won't even get till the end of the tournament then. <laughs> Everyone will just be on the floor. It's the only way Pete made it to two episodes. We were amazed he made it to two. The crawl is low key, the funniest thing ever. Amazing writing. Mostly Eric. Mostly Eric. Some other people kicked some in. Jamie wrote that. Uh, when Jeremy Iron says, Ura and Renaissance art, $5, Little Bridge. Chuck wrote in, if imagination doesn't win, we riot. Well, luckily, there will be no riot tonight. There you go. Those are the super chats. Thank you guys for the support. We appreciate it. Thanks for watching. Uh, for those of you who are Wigs members, $7 and up, we are at the conclusion of the restroom tournament coming up. That may end up being more heated than this was, I think. <laughs> Getting it way more competitive. And of course, and remember, kids, follow the yellow brick road. Good night.